delving into stocks, property, bonds, economics, and more. This is the Stock Market Mentor Podcast. Taking an unconventional stance, we challenge the industry to help you protect your investments and empower you with the knowledge to become a savvy investor. We don't provide financial advice. Here's Steve Moriarty, Tom Hill, and Jacob Senior. All right, welcome back to another episode of the Stock Market Mentor Podcast. Um, today, Steve and I will be going through process versus outcome. No Jacob Senior today. No, be so. banished. <laughs> Basically, because he's English and they're winning the cricket. Um, and also, he bought junior penny mining stock, so we banned him. He, yeah, he's probably retired yeah, or yeah. something at this point. <laughs> Look, Actually, there's nothing wrong with him. He's fine, but he's just doing some other things for a couple of sessions. Yes. No worries. Well, look, we're going to keep this one pointed. As usual, the three themes, we'll keep it to incentives, time and theory. Um, Steve, you want to kick off with incentives and how that kind of relates? Yeah, the 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 overall point we're trying to prove in this one and, and within the whole series is to give you an idea about these investing concepts and what to look at when you're becoming an investor. Um, and what you notice is, the focus on outcomes comes from part of it is comes from the incentives of the industry. And again, we, you know, we, we get back to these main basic points, which is the industry's motivation is to get fees, which is to deliver their income. And as we've said, there's nothing wrong with that, but you just need to be aware that does that actually deliver better returns, right? And our argument is that it doesn't deliver better returns but what they do is in order to, you know, if I, if I said to you, Tom, here's, um, this is the process we use and I go through this long laborious process, generally you'll be like, okay, well, that doesn't mean anything to me because I don't know what I'm actually supposed to pay attention to. Absolutely. But if I say to you, Tom, I can get you 15%, you're going to go, that's great, Steve. Here's Lock it all, in. Here's all my money. <laughs> you know, Tom, do you want to know about the process? No, mate, no, 15 is good for me. So that, that's a real – and, you know, you see all the Facebook ads. All of the ads are about, hey, Tom, you can earn, you know, $500 million in property or you can earn $500 million in stocks. No one generally talks about the process because it is fairly dry. But what we're saying is if you're investing your own money, you want to focus on the process because that leads to a better outcome. Right? Absolutely. Rather than the opposite way around. Yeah. Well, look, as a, as a new investor, right, you, you're attracted by potential returns and that influences all your decision making. I can yep. talk from experience, right? You know, if I'm going to put $1,000 into something, I'm thinking, can I pull five out yes. of this thing? Yeah. Instead of going, okay, well, what's the actual valuation here? What's the potential downside? What's my exit strategy? Like, like you touched on just before, if you don't know, then how are you even going to start thinking about process? Yeah, it's a, you know, you think about processes that they're developed over a long um, time frame and they're, no one gets the process perfect from the start. And so you build a process over time with a sort of feedback loop of, oh, I did X and that was a really bad outcome. Now that may be, you know, that may be bad luck. But if you do X 100 times and you get a bad outcome 95 times, you sort of go, okay, that's re I've really got to stop doing that. It's not a good process. Right? <laughs> but that you need that feedback. And that's why often 
you know, I encourage people to be conservative when they first start investing because you're probably going to make a lot of mistakes, right? And that's going to that's going to influence the way you think about process. And, you know, young guys, and I was like this when I was a, a, a young investor, you tend to go for, you know, you're swinging for the, the hills, mm-hmm. right? You know, it's like, hey, I can make 500%. Oh, I'll go, you know, I'll take into that rather than saying, well, hang on, let me look at the process. Oh, hang on, these guys have just been lucky, right? You don't... You don't see that look at you don't look at that in the numbers or in the frame of saying, well, okay, this is a one in a hundred chance. I think you mentioned about um, Russian roulette. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. I was just talking about obviously in Nassim Taleb's book, Fooled by Randomness. Yep. You know, he gave a really good example about luck here, where he goes, look, if you had an eccentric billionaire who's going to offer you ten million dollars to play a round of Russian roulette, um, you've got an eighty three chance of of winning $10 million. An 83% chance. Yeah, five yeah. five in six. Yeah, yeah. But you've also got, a, what, a 17-odd percent chance of... <laughs> Being dead. Exactly right. So, so... Yeah. So you can have... You can have... I think Buffett... Uh, Buffett wrote a, um, an essay called um, The Super Investors of Graham and Doddsville. And what he was talking about was the process of value investing and why it was successful. And he was also saying, here are eight different types of value investors, but they've all done really well out of value investing, right, as a process. Mm -hmm. And he says in there, and I I think Taleb talks about this, I'm not sure, but uses the same example, which is you've got 10,000 fund managers through sheer randomness. If you said, righto, whoever loses in any one year will, will knock them off. Right, so theoretically, you go well. Five hundred made money. Right, uh, five thousand made money. Right, okay. So the the five thousand who didn't, they're banished. Yep. Next year. Next year, same thing. You get to two hundred after five years. I think you get to two hundred and thirty-five managers or something. And Buffett said, you know, they'll all start writing books about how I made, you know, how I made millions in the stock market. Blah blah blah. And what he's saying is, by a sheer process of randomness, you're going to get somebody who wins, right? And that's again. You look at it and say, "Well, what was their process?" When you when you broaden it out, you go, "Well, actually, they were just lucky." Mm-hmm. And so it goes to the point of saying, if you look at the outcome, oh, look at this guy's made heaps of money in the stock market. And you look at the process, and he says, "Oh, you know, I did it by you know buying penny dreadful stocks or something, right?" You think, "Oh, well, that's what I've got to do, right?" But what you don't realize is the process is actually not rigorous enough based on, you know, empirical evidence or market cycles or, you know, buy low, sell high. So in other words, you've got to, you've got to figure out that process rather than focus on the outcome. We need something repeatable. Like if this is something you want to do over the long term and, and relying on luck, you know, hoping that your two cent share turns to a dollar, which is lovely, can happen, does happen for a lot of people all right, you're going to bank on the fact that you can do that yeah. you know, over the next 25 years consistently. Well, you got you. that brings in the point of time, right, which is the, the other one of aspects or the themes that we talk about. And what you find is a lot of these outcomes have different time frames and you can't use a 10-year process. You know, Warren Buffett can't be a day trader, right, because that's not his, that's not his process. And so... 
But you get a lot of confusion. And again, I see this predominantly at the moment in the property market, right, where people are saying, oh, you know, you know, I bought this property for $300,000 and sold it for $700,000, you know, five years later or something. What they, they mistake that outcome for a really good process rather than saying, I just got lucky because I was in a bull market. And, I, you know, we talked about this before, or I may have talked about it before with my property investing, right? I looked at it and, and made lots of money, but then when I looked at it, well, everybody who bought property when I did made lots of money. So, in other words, it wasn't Steve's process where, you know, carefully crafted, um, you know, in the proper street with the proper surroundings and, you know, all of that sort of stuff. It was just as like, oh, I'm going to buy a property because it's the right time and, you know, I had access to money. So that's where a lot of the that sort of thing happens in the stock market. And when you say um, the time frame, the, you know, this is that, that, that time frame that says – you'll get 8 to 10%, right, annual returns, mm-hmm. right? Now, we know that part of it is 16% and the other part of it zero or, you know, variations thereof. But just saying, in a bull market, you do really well and in a bear market, you don't do really well, but you end up with that average return and that's the outcome that you, you lock on. Hey, I'll probably get out 8%. And it's like, well, no, no, no. If you're in a bull market, you might get 16%. Or, you know, 12 or like last decade in the US. Yep. Right? And that's I sort of harp on it. Everybody hates me harping on it. In the last 15 years, the ASX has basically gone nowhere. Right? So that's where you've got to you've got to make sure that the outcome is married to the right time frame. Particularly, as I say, if you if you hear, oh Tom, you can make, you know, there was one I saw the other day, it was like, oh, you can make 15% a day or something. Um, you know, that's that's <laughs> bullshit, right? No one's going to make 15 um, Well, you, yes, but your chances, one well, in a million, yeah. right? One in 10 million. But that's the, that's the point, right? That you've got – you may well get a really great outcome, but you've got to say, well, okay, tell me about the process to see if it's, you know, reasonable or if you can say, hey, listen, you know, Tom just went to the casino and got lucky. That's the way it sort of works. Yes. So – it's just that, again, you know, back to those three themes, that time is really, really important in terms of discussing outcomes um, because as we talk about, where you start out determines a lot of your outcome. Where you start out can be really influenced by the process that you've got, mm-hmm. right? Warren Buffett doesn't, you know, he's got a process and if it doesn't fit the process, that's it. He doesn't invest, right? He doesn't think, oh, I'll, I'll try and squeeze this one in because I've got a fair bit of cash, right? That's the, that's the way he does it. 100%. Yeah, just having that process to sense check, you know, where's the market at overall? Like we like the CAPE ratio, you know. For us, that's the yardstick to go, is the market overvalued? What can I, you know, what expected returns do you think I can see or is this a time where I'm better off to sit on the, on the sidelines or, or to look at something else? Yeah, yeah. It's just the... The point about it is, and this is the difficulty in some senses for beginners investors, because, you know, you guys talked about buying mining stocks and, you know, they go up. And what you do is, again, if you're focused on the outcome, you don't say to yourself, I wonder how we made that 150%. 
right? You, you don't focus on the process. Yeah, where are the learnings? Yeah, 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 absolutely. And that's why, you know, you generally learn by losing money because that's when you go, well, hang on, what happened there? Right? And that's when you start going, okay, you know, oh, Steve told me I shouldn't buy, mine, you know, penny mining stocks or something. I realise I got lucky in some and unlucky in others. But generally, again, like you say, can I repeat that process, you know, Russian roulette? You know, just keep spinning the wheel because eventually you're going to get the bullet, right? So is it worth 10 million bucks? Well, clearly not. Yeah. But you can confuse it. And what I mean by that is if I said to you, it's equivalent of saying, Tom, I'll offer you 15%, right? Oh, Tom, I'll offer you 10 million bucks, right? Oh, that sounds great. You know, yeah, count me in. How do we do that? Oh, you just spin this wheel, right? <laughs> like, oh, yeah, this is really good, yeah. right? And you get lucky two or three times, but eventually the numbers will say to you, you keep spinning that wheel, Tom, it's going to come up eventually, right? Yeah. No, that's a really, really good point. I suppose the point we're trying to say is can processes give you better returns? And the argument is, well, our argument anyway, is yes. But you've got to focus on the process. Yep. At right. least have a process. Well, yeah, and, and develop it over time. Um, that's the hard part about being a, a sort of new investor because you're generally attracted to investing to make money, right? So you go, that's, you know, I, I want to make money. I'm going to be an investor. And so that that moves you forward and generally you're attracted to the things that make the most money. That, that you know, Tesla. Oh, you know, I'm going to buy Tesla because it's gone up 1 million percent and, you know, all my mates have bought it and blah, blah, blah. I mean, that's that's what goes on. Um, and as an inexperienced investor, you don't really know what the process is about. Right, because you're you're a little bit besotted with making 150%. Yeah, well, I mean, you, you touched on a really good point as well earlier. You said you've got to determine your timeframes, and that's going to, like, you know, be decided based on the type of investor that you are. So are you a trader that's looking to buy a stock, yeah, yeah. sell it a week later, capitalise yeah. on the volatility, or are you looking at something for the mid to long term where you're going to focus on valuation, or are you have an even longer view and you're managing, like, a super portfolio? For example, like the three wells. Yeah, 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 yeah. It, it the, the you know the three wells. The the way I developed that was simply by looking at time and about compounding, and came up with the idea that. And again, what you hear a lot in the stock market is the long term and compounding, right? And you you get the idea that. The best way to make money is to compound over the long term. Now, I'm not arguing against that, but what I'm saying is, okay, that's one way of making money in the stock market. You can make money over shorter timeframes if you use a different strategy. Right? So long as you understand that, for example, the well one strategy is a different to the well to well three strategy. So if, so long as you are within that that sort of context, that's how it, you know, that's how it successfully generates returns. 100%. Well, you know, well, one, you capitalise on the volatility. That's where you make the money. Yep. Whereas, well, two, volatility will actually kill your returns. Well, it won't kill your returns, but it just, it's it's a different time frame. So the volatility in well, one is where you go, this is really great, right? In well, two, it's sort of like, okay, I need to pay attention, 
But because I'm investing in a different time frame, I'm not worried if it goes down, you know, 10% or 20% or whatever. Because you're using a different process, but you know the process leads to the better outcome, right? Yeah, it makes sense. So you want to have a look at, for example, um, there's a really – I'll just bring this story up because it's really interesting. There's a paper out uh, called The Extremes of Mundanity and, you know, having a mundane process. And this guy – and it's been around for about 40 years, I think. I saw it a couple of weeks ago. And it's basically saying when you look at, when you look at um, sports stars – and I, he, he uses swimming as an example – and he said, basically, it's just a really boring process of turning up, swimming, turning up, swimming. And a lot of it is not down to, oh, you know, Tom's got the genetics to be a swimmer or that sort of stuff. It's really about to, Tom really likes swimming. And, you know, Tom doesn't look at practice and go, oh, my God, i got to drag myself through the pool. It's like, oh, great, I'm going, you know, I'm going swimming. Enjoys the process. Absolutely. So, and it's really important because when you look at a lot of things, we, we always get attracted, we get, we get attracted to different parts of the story that actually aren't really connect. And we're going to talk about this in a future one called Numbers Versus Narratives, but the thing, sorry, the point I want to bring home is this idea that also good investing is boring. And the reason why it's boring is because you have a process, right? It's not meant to be exciting. And I think it was Charlie Munger who said, you know, if it's exciting, you're doing it wrong or something like that. And it's really true. Um, I've found that over the years, I've become a bit dulled to it. And it, it's a weird feeling. Right, because it's a bit like, oh, well, you just sort of buy here and sell here yeah. and, you know. Made money, not that exciting. Lost money, oh, well. Yeah, yeah. It, and it really is like that because I've got a process in Wells 1, 2 and 3 that I stick to. And I know that probabilistically they'll work out right over time. And so it's a really weird thing. And it's the same with – it's the same in a lot of sports where everybody just focuses on the process. Just get the golf swing. Right, just get the hips in the right place, get the knees in the right place. Tennis players, right? Just roll that forehand, just keep going through that. That will lead to the outcome. Yeah, yeah. Want to lose weight? Follow the process. Follow Eat the process. Pro- yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's that's that's the really important part of understanding about the the process versus the outcomes. Because what you'll see is in the headlines and in the advertising, you will see all of these things about the outcome, right? And I'm, you know, we're not saying they're crooks, but it's it's really difficult to say to people, Tom, come in, sit down. I'm going to explain over half an hour or an hour what our investing process is. You don't know what I'm talking about. I'm using words that you don't know the definition of. And so, you know, you sort of think, okay, can you just tell me how much I'm going to make? Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah, like, yeah. Tom, eight to 10. You go, yeah, right, good. Just Here. cut to it. Yeah, yeah, here's my money. <laughs> Here's my money. So you know that's what you've got to. That's what you've got to focus on if you're investing your own money. Perfect. So in summary, a process delivers better returns. Um. Well, yeah, it does. So in terms of, if you go through the summary, how do you how do you focus on process? Right. Well, first of all, you got to you got to figure out. Am I a high-risk investor? Am I a low-risk investor? Am I a 10-year investor? Am I a day trader? You know, 
those sorts of aspects, right? And we talk about that in personality. And um, I was just thinking this morning, I had a guy do the program, but then went off and did a different sort of system because what happened was he sort of went through, you know, my program and went, this is all really good. And then just like drifted off and went, oh, I really like doing this sort of investing, right? And that's, that's sort of ideal, because now he's going to develop his own process, which he's already started. He's developing that based on what he's understanding about more and more about the stock market, right? And that's really, really important. You know, everyone talks about Warren Buffett, but, you know, I'm 60. I don't have an 80-year time frame, thanks very much. Yeah. Right? I've got to get something a little bit more focused, thanks. And that's a really important part because often – you're sold on this idea of, as I said, oh, it's, Tom, it's the long term and it's compounding, right? And it's like, well, hang on, there are other ways, you know, as we've said, there are there are uh, technical analysts who make money. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there are medium-term people who make money. There are momentum investors that make money. There are value investors that make money. So you've got to, you've got to make sure that your personality fits the process that you're doing because a lot of the time – what I discovered, and I, I think what everybody discovers, is your your investing process will largely depend on your emotional state. And the best process is is non-emotional, right? Like I said before, oh, it's really boring. Robotical. Right? So what you want to do is not have a mismatch between your emotions and the process, and that's what happens to a lot of people, right? You you tend to live in the, the here and now. Market drops a lot, right? You start freaking out and you sell, right? Rather than saying, well, hang on, I'm a long-term investor. That's part of my, you know, I know the that you get the ebbs and flows or the, you know, volatility, so therefore I don't need to worry about it too much. The process is adapted by saying, okay, well, I've got plenty of cash and I'll feed more in, Right? Therefore, you don't panic, right? If you don't panic, you don't do the wrong thing. Right? So this is why in proce- the process and personality is really important, right? So that's what, and as we mentioned before, um, in other episodes, we use the nine types as a way to understand personality. Yeah, right? so don't trade with gut feeling. Well, yeah, <laughs> you know, it's it, if you want to trade, by all means, please trade, but don't get the process wrong where you're trading using the CAPE ratio. Because right? the CAPE is a 10-year process. It's not a, a two-month process. Right, So that's the first point. The second one is you've got to have an analytical component to it. And, you know, and we're going to talk about that in the future with numbers and narratives. But you've got to have a sort of numbers process to it. Mm-hmm. Right? Market cycles, you know, CAPE high, CAPE low, that sort of stuff. And a psychological element. Right? And that is working in investors' groupthink or what everybody else is thinking, right? You've got to work that into the process. So you've got to have a, a sort of dry element, which is the numbers, and you've got to have a, a sort of narrative or a sentiment um, or behavioural aspect. Which is the market cycle, yeah, that yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. so you've got, to, you've, you've got to put those together, right? Um, what we The other thing you find, I think we may have discussed this previously, is... Um, your process doesn't need to be complex just because there's, you know, computers and algorithms and that sort of stuff. 
Warren Buffett has basically dined out on about four filters, you know, or a really simple process for 80-odd years. And it and the older I've gotten and the more experienced in markets, the more I've understood that the simpler processes are actually the best ones, right? It's, it's just a matter, but again, it's a matter of experience to say, well, yeah, I know there's all this stuff going on. I know there's, you know, 800 types of algorithms, but this is one that's really simple and effective, a lot of the time you you get lured into uh, a lot of the complexity and the talk of uh, the complexity of markets and stuff, whereas, you know, as I'm sort of fond of saying, what can a stock market do? It can go up or it can go down. That's it, <laughs> right? You know, it's not – you think about it. It's not like, oh, you know, as I've said before, you, you release a chicken in a paddock, Tell me where it ends up. It's like, oh, God, it could end up anywhere. The stock market either goes up or goes down, and generally over time it goes up, right? So if you've got a process that that is fairly simple based on, look, I know over the long term it's going to go up. I know over the short term it might fall. The process might be something as simple as saying, oh, well, I'll have an asset allocation strategy that is 70% in and 30% in cash. And if it falls, I'll put more cash in. Yeah. Right. Why? Because I know it's going to go back up. Now it might take time, but what you're doing is lowering your price. Right. Makes so sense. So you know that's the other one. Um, the next point is accept bad outcomes. Every process has a losing streak. Now, hopefully, it'll be short, but it can be long. Um, but our point being, this is where um, this point of re- um, resulting comes in. You know, the, the, like you were saying before about Russian roulette, you know, I just spun the wheel and won 10 million bucks. Um, I'm going to spin it again, right? And you make the mistake of thinking the outcome was a result of the process. And I mention this often in football, and you see it all the time, you know, where someone kicks the ball, if I'm talking about rugby league, right? Somebody kicks the ball and instead of scoring a try – it goes over the sideline or something. And the commentator's like, oh, that was a really bad, you know, that was a bad choice. You know, he shouldn't have kicked it there. And it's like, but if someone had scored, you'd have gone, oh, my God, what a genius. You know, that was a really great kick, you know, blah, blah, blah. So what they're doing is talking about the process as a result of the outcome. And you get that a lot in stock markets, right? It's a really, really dominant one in stock markets where – as we mentioned right at the start, they're talking about the numbers, you know, oh, 8 to 10%, Tom, or, you know, Tom, you can make 20% in a month and this sort of stuff, when in actual fact, what they're doing is working backwards by, and, and a lot of investors get lured in to that figure rather than saying, well, hang on, what's the process, right? And as I said, you see that a lot in uh, Facebook ads, you know, you can make, you know, four times income in property investing and blah, 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 and all this sort of stuff. But it all hinges on you're in a bull market. Mm -hmm. And it's exactly the same in stocks, right? At the moment, it's all about um, AI, electric vehicles, you know, all that sort of stuff. But you've got to understand that that's, that's what's going on at the moment. It's not necessarily a result of a really good investment process, right? Yeah, just cashing in on on market conditions. Absolutely, and it's you know as the Buddha says, shit happens. <laughs> there you go. That summar that summarizes that. And then the last one is, as we always talk about, is focusing on principles, right? Because you're you know one of the themes we talk about is is time, 
And so you've got to you've got to take that that long term approach, and that's what a process is. A process is developed over time, but it's for time, whatever relevant time frame that is, right? And you've got to you've got to keep coming back to that because often what you find, and this is where experienced investors are really good, they don't panic. They don't panic when their process is not working because. Excuse me. They 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 understand that there will be there will be times when your process is just not working. So don't focus too heavily on the outcome. Yeah, and yeah. Get your asset allocation right. Yeah, Because yeah. the only time I can see that you'd panic is if you went, you know, too hard on, on a, a single investment. Yeah. It, again, it depends on you know, like if the cape is really low, for example, you might say, "Well, I'm going to put you know my my process is." 70% of my allocation, let's say it's $10,000, $10, right? Mm. I'm going to put 7000 in and I'm going to put 3000 in cash. Why? Because as we just talked about, shit happens. Well, that's okay. If that happens, I've got 3000 in cash. I can add to it. Yeah, bring right? my average buy price down. Absolutely. That's part of a process, Yeah. right? Rather than saying, well, hang on, Tom, you promised me 15%. What the hell's going on, right? That You've got to look at the process to understand the returns, so basically, let's wind it up. What we're saying is keep those principles in mind, right, And but focus on developing your process. And look, we're not saying it's it's easy to do. Um, you can listen to our podcast, of course, um, read our books, and but that that's a really important point. When The reason why is I think you mentioned at the start, Tom, you get, you know, it's like, oh, look at that, 20%. I'm going to go and have a look at that, right, immediately – you've got a sort of a little bit of a confirmation bias kicking in because you've seen what? A really good outcome. Now you're looking for reasons to jump in. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So, um, all right, we'll, uh, we'll wind it up there, folks. Um, what are we going to do next, Tom? What's the next one? We will be going over numbers versus narratives. Okay. All right. Um, that's it for this week, folks. We'll, uh, we'll see you next time. Cheers. Thanks for listening. That's it for another episode of Stock Market Mentor. We hope you have enjoyed the show and if you have any questions about the episode or want to discuss how we can help you become a better investor, please feel free to contact us at support at stockmarketmentor.com.au. We'll see you next time.